naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. So hello everybody, welcome to Iggy Garcia Live, episode 79. I want to welcome you to the show today. My guest today is Hayden Moreau. Hey, how do we say it in French? Moreau. 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 We were working on that. It didn't do too well. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be with me today. We're going to kind of hang out. We're going to be sharing some thoughts. We're going to be talking about energy work, uh, about the state of 2019. We're just going to kind of run the gamut a little bit today. And we hope you can stick around and just hang out with us. But like every show, what we're going to do is we're going to light a candle in honoring our ancestors and giving thanks to them. And we're going to burn some sage. And I'm going to ask Hayden if he can play his new drum as we do that. You, you sure. can do yeah, that for us. Sure. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to light a candle first. Yo, we're getting ready. So I hope everybody's doing okay. I know we're coming up to the holidays and and things can get a little hectic. Things can get a little crazy. But um, we just want you to kind of sit back with us uh, probably for the next hour, 90 minutes, whatever whatever the show takes us. Probably in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we want to say uh, thanks for being here. Mm. Uh, we're, we're transiting right out of 2019 pretty quickly, pretty fast. Yeah. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of change for a lot of people. The last couple of years have been pretty... Pretty intense, yeah, to say the least. Mm. Um, but I know personally for myself, and only can I only speak for myself, I've had uh, incurred a lot of loss. Mm. You know, family members and um, mom, dad. My mom in 2018, my dad in 2019 in January. It's come up to one year anniversary, so mm. it's been it's been kind of interesting year. Mm. How about you? Anything? 2019. How was it for you? A lot of transformation, a lot of growth, a lot of uh, rediscovering myself and learning what's true for me, uh, letting go of some of the things that have been taught to me um, that aren't necessarily what I identify with. So uh, things that no longer serve me, things that maybe I want to move out of, things I want to define myself in, um, like this is a new haircut, that's something I've never done before and that's something that I did in 2019. To sort of reclaim who I am and to move forward in life in a way that makes sense for me. So, so who is Hayden Moreau? Who are you? Introduce yourself to the people here who usually tune into the show and they listen. Yeah. And tell them a little bit about who you are and what sure. you're doing, why you're here. Sure, sure. So I am uh, obviously uh, just a, a young guy. Um, you know, just a normal dude. I've had some experiences that have sort of led me to um, to Iggy. Uh, and the shamanistic path and sort of energy work and stuff like that. Um, I've been through a lot of 
um, difficult experiences in my life, uh, a lot of struggles with depression, anxiety, things like that, that sort of made me think about why I'm doing things the way I'm doing, um, how I could be better, how I could maybe progress on my path and learn some things. Um, so I was always drawn to spiritual paths and spiritual growth. Um, so I read a lot of that in high school um, and just continued to pursue knowledge and, and understanding of why we're here and what's the purpose and how do I heal myself. Um, so that ultimately led me to, um, to be interested in shamanism um, because I've, I sort of had some natural experiences with altered states. Um, and so I wanted some more meaning and understanding of why those happen and how to um, work through those and incorporate those in a, in a powerful way that can help others. Because in my experiences that I had, there was a lot of transformation and growth and a sense of purpose that was happening in those states. And so I wanted to bring those back in a way that made sense to myself, but also others. So that's sort of why I'm here. I met Iggy through a jump circle and then the rest is just kind of unfolded uh, naturally, I guess. So that's very good. That's <clears throat> He's learning pretty good. He's on the path and nice. wherever that path leads him, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of one of those things. Um, he's in trouble. He met up with me. So <laughs> he doesn't know what he's in for. <laughs> As he laughs and giggles with this, a little bit of reservation in the back of his throat there. <laughs> Anyhow. So we're here today, and we're just kind of talking, kind of hanging out. I, I kind of wanted to get him on the show because I wanted to give a younger perspective on the work that we both are working and encountering on, and how we're, um, how it's how it is in the modern time, you know. Mm -hmm. Versus, I'm I'm 53 years old, and you're what 20, 26 years old. Yeah. So there's a big difference in age between both of us, but yet we are on the same path. So mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting, in you know how he may see the world compared to how I see the world in, in shamanism. Mm. Um, I just have a head start on him, that's all, basically. Mm. Not that he doesn't know things. He's learning things and incorporating new things into his, into his, his practice as medicine. Mm. But they see these, younger, uh, these younger folks learn quicker, faster. I'm finding that they're, they, they, they grasp faster. But they also, also are very, how do you say, they don't... If they don't like it, they don't they don't grasp. Yeah, you know, some people just grasp things and take things, but it's kind of like a like situation. Like for example, so to give me an example, you since when when you came into shamanism, mm. is it what you thought it was going to be, or is it? I mean, give me just some insight. How do you, you know? Yeah, yes and no. So there's there's kind of a from what I what I've seen, there's kind of a glamorization of some of the things in the spiritual community of like certain things are like oh it's like a magical. Uh, mystical experience and that's true on some level but it's not like like usually there's not like a bunch of fireworks and usually the people that are looking for fireworks there's something else going on usually from my understanding with shamanism like it's it's just like waking reality it's just like normal things in life it's just that we're moving more into kind of a dream world and dream state and stuff like that um, but we're always kind of in a dream state um, and so I guess the stuff that I've learned with Iggy and the stuff that I've learned through his work and stuff like that, it's very practical. Like it's not something that's like is only for like a select few people. Like anybody can like pursue the path and like learn things. Um, it's just like whether they want to or not. Um, if you sleep at night and you have dreams, like you, you have dreams, you can work with that space. You can work with that um, sort of energy, that stuff, that subconscious stuff that we work with, it's basically working with the stories that we put in ourselves. And that's, from my understanding, I could be wrong, but that's sort of the dream world, is all those things, the stories, who we define, who we are, and stuff like that, that's what we're working with. And um, anybody can do that. Everybody does do that. Like, I think everybody is a shaman. They just, like, don't specialize in, like, specific things that would be considered shamanism. You know, everybody's kind of their own shaman. Because anybody is their own master for their own life. Like, I can't tell somebody that this is right or wrong for you. I can say, like, hey, I observed this behavior, and I think it may not be beneficial for you and the people around you, but it's up to them to decide whether that's good for them or not. You know, they're the master of their own life. So, I don't know if that was on topic. Or no, that's, yeah. that's good, because, you know, uh, I, well, like I teach uh, Hayden is, 
there's really no guru. There, I mean, there is, but there's not. It's not really a guru. Like, right. It's it's more like you're equals, but you're not equals at the same time. Right. You have you know, just you have the knowledge. The knowledge, right. and basically, you're just trying to pick my brain, basically. Right. And learn, exactly. or I teach you what I think you should learn. Right. At a certain moment, but he comes with a lot of gifts too. So it's not like he's ungifted. So he's not like this, you know, empty vessel. You know, he comes very full of stuff, and a lot of it has to do with relearning. And recalibrating, reconnecting mm. with uh, his higher self, authentic self, different versions of who he is. Oh, it's mm. just like me. But that's an ongoing thing. Right. It never stops. It mm. always continues. And he's right. You know, everybody has an inner shaman. They have the inner intuitive, inner empath, whatever you want to call it. And I, when I told him, when he first came, he wanted to learn. He was pretty aggressive. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to... Like, just absorb it all. Yeah. And, you know, I'll let him tell the story a little bit about that because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking for a shaman teacher for a long time. I was I started being interested in shamanism when I was, like, maybe 16 or 17, and I'm 26 now. So um, I had had a shaman mentor before, but he was not really – he didn't really know his stuff. Like, he, he was on his own path. He was more of a, on a path of self-enlightenment. He wasn't really trained to be able to work with other people as much. Um, so he kind of led me down a path that was very ungrounded and it had some repercussions because of that. So I, I was kind of weary with who I trusted with, um, teaching and stuff like that because I had a bad experience with that. Um, and so when I found somebody who legitimately knew things and was grounded and like, I could tell it was legit. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is like my opportunity. And when the first time I met him, he's like, yeah, I'll teach you. And I'm like, oh man like all right <laughs> like so i you know i emailed him and he didn't respond then i called him i was like all right let's do this you know and so i just kept pestering him until he responded which wasn't much pestering but you know i was like let's let's do this this is the guy so i was excited so if if i can recall though i remember you were reaching out to me and i wasn't i wasn't necessarily ignoring you no it was more of just Seeing if you were serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A serious person. Yeah, because if I, if there wasn't, like, if I didn't, like, keep coming back, that meant that, like, I, there wasn't really any investment on my part. Yeah, because this is, so. uh, like I told Hayden right off the bat, I was pretty frank with him. This is a life path. This isn't something that you just, you know, one day you get a certificate, you go for a weekend, hey, look, I'm a shaman practitioner. Mm. You know, we, I can do that. But what's the point of that? Right. If you really want to learn, you really want to be the shaman that's inside of you, the one that's in there, the mm. one that you want to bring out mm. and share with the world and be able to heal the pieces and parts of yourself. Because mm. this journey is about your healing more than it is about anybody else's healing. Their healing is important, but this mm. is about you. Mm. This is about how you are going to help heal. Because remember, we're all healers. We all bring things to the table. But we at one moment, we are endowed with special gifts from the spirit. Spirit right. works through us. Mm. We also have our gifts that were given to us. So together, they, they collaborate. Mm -hmm. So I wanted him to learn that, you know, patience is a very big thing mm -hmm. in shamanism. Being patient and taking your time and learning it and understanding why you're doing something. What was one of the first things I taught you? One of the first things you taught me? Hmm. I mean, definitely it was... That... The first, the first part of me learning from you, I was really frustrated because I kept like wanting to learn and wanting to do things, and like I didn't really like know you that well, so I like was mm -hmm. having a hard time gauging like what, how I should operate like with you, and so I just like gave up trying to like do a certain thing or be a certain way. I just like let go and I was like, you know what, like I just need to be me. Like he's not if he like. If something happens where, like, he decides to not teach you anymore, then it's not meant to be, you know? Like, I have to be myself and bring all of me to the table and be like, hey, you know, I'm not sure about this, or hey, like, this might not work, or, you know, I like this. Just be honest about stuff, and then that's when the learning will happen. So I stopped trying to, like, have this facade of, oh, this is, like, the Hayden that I want him to see, versus, like, okay, this is the Hayden that, um, you know is me so that's kind of what he taught me and there's still some of that that i have to work on just in my life but also in this relationship but i think every relationship's like that we always are wearing some kind of mask mm -hmm. to protect ourselves <clears throat> so one of the first 
tasks I gave him was to work with tree medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a fun exercise too. Um, I I learned a lot like in the first week because I had never really thought about connecting with nature in the way that he um, had basically asked me to, and that was communing with the tree for seven days and then journaling about it. Um, it was really helpful to just take some time to spend some time out in nature intentionally rather than just kind of like passively being there and putting more of the focus on the connection aspect versus just like walking through a space. Um, and I noticed my thoughts kind of drift into different places, especially like a matter of like conservation and what we're doing to the planet and being aware that we are dependent on plants. We're dependent on a lot of different things in our environment to survive <coughs> without the trees without the grass without other animals and things like that we wouldn't be able to survive mm-hmm. and a lot of times we view ourselves as superior to nature or as more important than nature but the truth is we are dependent on it and so without nature we don't exist so i think the the spectrum or the the hierarchy is kind of upside down you know from our perception not everybody I mean there's probably a lot of people that don't uh, think that that are watching that here but in general that's sort of the the perception and our ancestors didn't think this way that's because they lived in nature like we still live in nature but we're disconnected from it back then they were dependent on the um, you know the, the woods and things like that for the seasons to be good for the good harvest and stuff so they were very aware that they were dependent on it, so they had much more respect and knowledge about it. Um, but just because we're separate from it doesn't mean that um, we need to discredit or discount or just completely ignore it. I think we're moving more into a phase, talking about like moving forward in 2019. Um, I think our generation is like more conscious of the environment, <coughs> my generation, and I think moving forward, we're gonna move more towards what our ancestors used nature as, but we're gonna have the benefit of extra knowledge of understanding different things. So it's like, it's like we've kind of lost that knowledge, but it's coming back now. And so there's a lot of sort of um, prophecies, I guess, from like Native Americans and stuff where like the shamans are gonna come back or like the, um, you know, the medicine men and women will come back. And I think that's like, happening right now you know there's a lot of people that are like hey don't forget the planet is important don't forget like we can heal ourselves like we we have things like you see medicinal plants that are starting to be legalized again i'm not like advocating for the use of those but that's like an awareness of like okay there's more to life than just like what is happening here you know there's there's an understanding that these plants can help people um so yeah it's just it's just cool kind of went off on a no that's okay yeah that's what we do on this show yeah <laughs> just talk and have a good time go with the flow so you know it's funny because when we do this medicine work it's about connection mm. it's about understanding and it's about understanding your connection to the tree and the tree's connection to you for example mm-hmm. tree medicine you know the standing people they are very powerful medicine the reason we can live is because they exist that's mm-hmm. why we're here and that's why it's under, under. and you know it's funny he did the exercise several months ago months ago mm. and he journaled it and then he came to my house one day and i put him into the tree journey mm. and that tree journey was much different than the journey that he probably experienced yes i'd have to say yes yeah it was so a lot of the connection that i was doing early on not that it was wrong it was just where i was at um and it was a phase that I needed to go through. It's just like any growth. You start somewhere and you grow and you add on to your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I was focused on connecting kind of mentally. Like there was an aspect of connection with the heart there for sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had any profound experience. It would have just been purely intellectual. But a lot of it was mental, like thinking about what the tree would think. Um, and, you know, connecting with that kind of space of more thought and mind. And so when I worked with him, um, it was in his backyard, we were connecting with the tree and it was not intellectual at all. It was like letting go of the mind. We kind of did a few meditation exercises beforehand to like, like not shut down the mind, but to let it sort of drift off into a meditative state. And there was 
more of a feeling of the tree rather than like like understanding like a mental understanding it was like actually not being the tree but as close as I could be to a tree as a human can be you know mm -hmm. feeling it I could feel like it was almost like I had many different arms because the branches but like they weren't arms like it was it was like the strangest feeling ever because it was like I could have many different arms, but they, I don't know. It was, it was hard to, it's hard to explain, but it, I was the tree and I could feel like my legs were in the ground, um, which they, if you saw me, they weren't, I mean, but it felt like they were in the ground, like roots. Did you feel like you were sinking? Yeah, 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 I felt like I was sinking. Your arms were going into the tree. Yeah, the arms were going into the tree and um, it was just really quiet and it, it just felt like the tree was just there kind of observing and very patient, very still. But there was like, I could feel the blood, like the sap moving through the tree too. Like there was a circulation aspect. There was a, an aliveness to the tree. So I don't know, It's it was amazing. Like just completely different way to exist, like entirely, not even mm -hmm. like remotely close to what it is to be human. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It was, it was insane. To feel the sap moving through you know, that's that's pretty that's pretty in depth that's pretty deep yeah. when you start to think about it, when you get connected molecularly like that yeah in a physical mental state all at once and don't even know how it happened mm -mm. the thing is not important how it happened the important is what you do when you have when you're there mm. you know so many people mm. worry about the process of arriving versus mm. enjoying the journey right you know oh we got to get to king's island <laughs> you know <laughs> No one ever talks about the things you're gonna do at King's Island. Everyone just talks, you know, it's just the anticipation. Mm. But then once you're on the rides and stuff, mm. you know, the journey is not so important. It's where you're at in inside in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what I was trying to teach Hayden that day. Not that he, what he was doing was wrong before. Right. It was just that's just a different version. I wanted him to have a different experience, and it wasn't my experience that I wanted him to have. I wanted him to have his experience. Right. That's what he had. Yeah. And that's my what journey. was important. Yeah. Yeah. And this has to be. Yeah. And you know. Shamanism is a very profound practice mm. because it's very ancient. It's very old. Mm. It's probably one of the first, if not the first, ways of communicating with spirit in a organized fashion, per se, mm. where somebody actually studies the aspects of, of, of what things are. Mm. Before, we, just, we were just in tune. We were connected. People knew things. Uh, people could tell you things about plants and just walk around. Hey, eat, don't eat that. Eat this. Eat this. Don't eat that. Use mm. that. Use this. Then eventually, as societies got bigger, mm. as you know, people massed and you know created villages and cities and, and um, tribes and stuff, mm. and you know congregated, there people started to go away, kind of like we are today. People start forgetting things, mm. and so all of a sudden, the elders get smart and they go, "Hey, you know, we need a chief, we need a secretary, we need uh, someone who's you know in charge of the warriors, somebody who's in charge of the medicine, somebody who's going to be this or that, mm. you know, because you have to, because you have so many people and you have to lead them. Mm. And so there was a time where, where you were, if you were a shaman, it was revered, very, very powerful. You, you usually probably didn't get married. Mm. You probably were very isolated. Mm. You're probably very to yourself. You had to learn from somebody. And then the thing is when you're ready to transition, someone has to be picked. Mm. In, in in society so sometimes you were picked by the council or by the shaman or he'd just show up so a lot of the movies that you see is is some parts of those are true you know where they just right. the shaman shows up and the mom's just had a baby right he's like oh no the shaman's here <laughs> not my baby i don't want to be a shaman i want to be right you know, it's a big responsibility it's a big responsibility it's right. a huge responsibility right it's one of the biggest responsibilities you could have you know mm. Because it's a different type of warrior. It's a different type of peacemaker. Somebody who connects everybody. Mm -hmm. It's also their oracle. You know, there's somebody who's connected to the spirit realms. High, middle, and low. Mm -hmm. And so when they talk, you know, it's, it's important. But mm -hmm. now, now it's different. Mm -hmm. Now it's, I Google. So, so here, here's my other part. Well, now we Google it, right? It's kind of like we used to know it. Mm -hmm. Now we just Google it. Mm -hmm. Google it, you know? <laughs> But even that go well. That will also have its its. It goes so far, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna have people who are in tune to you know nature and stuff. We have that right now, but we're gonna come into a time now where there's gonna be specific people that you're gonna go to for certain answers mm -hmm. or certain teachings. Mm -hmm. They're called urban shamans. Mm -hmm. 
suburban shamans, you know, mm. people who are connected in their communities, people who are, you know, wherever, because we need them now more. We're going to actually have more shamans than we probably used to have 10,000 years ago. Right, because there's more people. There's more people. Yeah. And there's more demand. There's more need. There's more need. Yeah. Yeah. There's more need. There's more need to be connected. We're not connected. We're a very disconnected society. Yeah. As much as we think we're connected. You know, even the people who say they walk out in the grass 30 minutes a day, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's connection, yes, but it's not the true connection. The true connection. How, but how are you doing? Yeah, it's how, different. yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's very, you know, less is more type, mm. you know. Yeah, you can have like a five-minute session that's really powerful. Yes. Or like you can do an hour and yeah, like you're just sitting on the grass, you know, thinking about other things. So shamanism is a very personal journey. And I always tell all the students that I teach and everybody who's interested um, he can t attest, you know, just watching how many people have taken classes of mine mm -hmm. and how many stay and you know, how many have, you know, committed to their journey. Right. And, you know, it's not that many. Right. You know, out of 30, 50 people who have done this, probably a handful maybe. And in that handful, there's a small minority too. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, it's a path. It's, it's what you do. It's every day. You wake up and it's on your mind. Mm. You know, you you live it. You see a bird, you know the bird has purpose, and the bird is doing more than just existing. Mm. The bird is preparing the whole time. It's living, preparing for the next generation. Mm. It makes its nest. It teaches. It learns, and it teaches its young. It learns. It you know protects. There's a, there's a divine purpose in that. Mm. In humanity, we have that, but we don't have that to some degree. Mm. Sometimes we discount. But most most animals. They have purpose. They know that their time is limited, but they don't think like we do. Like, right. oh, I'm going to die in about five to two years, you know? Mm. They don't think like that. But they know that instinctively that they have to teach the next generation. Mm. And they continue teaching and teaching. Versus in, in, our, in our society, we teach, but we don't teach. We teach in order to, to obtain. Mm. We teach people to go get a job. We teach people how to pay bills. Mm. We teach people how to do things that, you know support the system that's kind of broken mm. you know the system is broken so how do we teach society the other side of that that there is more than just paying bills mm. watching netflix you know doing certain things mm. uh, just waiting for your trash to get picked up on thursdays you know there's a whole nother world out there and i know some of you do and i so i know and I'm, I'm not discounting those who are who do that but there's a lot of people that you know and I know that you know mm. whose lives are totally locked away in, in existing in the 3D world. Mm. And then, you know, it's fearful to go into the 5D world because the 5D world requires you to self-explore. Right. You. And where's the deepest pains? In us. Inside of ourselves, yeah. You know, so when we have to get real with us and be very upfront who we are, we don't have to tell the world. Right. When we have to say in us get vulnerable and naked to ourselves, that's painful mm. because we have put ourselves and we've been landlocked for many, 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 many years by others who have told us we're no good. They told us we're beautiful. They told us we're ugly. They told all kinds of stuff. Right. Stories. You know, stories. Yeah. So all these stories compile and they build up in our head mm. of how we think we are. We're projecting outwardly to the world. The things that we've been taught. Our parents teach us a certain way. Our grandparents, our brothers and sisters, our loved ones. The person you probably live with right now, probably you're either you either control the situation or they control the situation. Mm. And if you're gonna tell me that no, we're both we're both in it together. That's a half truth. Right. That's a half truth. But there's always a dominant party. So when do you how can you find yourself? How can you truly find who you are and what your purpose is on this planet? Any ideas? Any ideas? I mean, one of it is like definitely connecting with nature for sure. Like that's really helpful tool because it gives you a bigger space to connect with and it, it allows more spaciousness to exist in your life. Um, like connecting with nature for me has been really helpful because it sort of calms me down when there's a lot of like stuff going in my head and things that are just out of control sometimes it just helps me to just to calm down and to be like all right you know this nature is like really still and there's like an order and uh sort of a, a silence about it mm -hmm. and so i can just sit there and sometimes my thoughts will still kind of run and my worries and anxieties will still run but they they tend to sort of roll down over time 
the longer I stay in nature, the longer I just sit there and just allow myself to be there. And sometimes, you know, when I, when I leave, when, when I connect with nature and I leave, you know, maybe there's still some anxiety there, but usually at, at almost every single time I've been out there, I feel better. So that gives a little bit of space. And I think once you have that space then that gives you an opportunity to like reflect on things and be like, Hey, you know, this is what happened. This is how I felt. This is, you know, what I could do maybe in the future or experiment with something different to try to be a little bit different in your life so you can feel a little bit better. Um, because a lot of times we get locked into these patterns when we're in the heat of the moment and we're in all these different things that we're struggling with, it's really hard to break free from that pattern. Usually you have to have some kind of space, some kind of inward reflection time for yourself and you have to create that for yourself. It's not just going to magically happen. Um, some people wait till it's like so bad that they have to. So like they wait till, you know, they get like so depressed that they're suicidal and I'm not like blaming anybody, but like, there's a point in there where they could have reached out for help. And there's a point where they could have been like, Hey, you know, I'm not feeling well. Maybe the people around me are supporting me, but I can call a suicide hotline and maybe they can help me. There's always a, a chance to create space and a chance to create a new pattern. And usually like from my experiences, every time I felt anxiety, every time I felt depression or some kind of thing that generally isn't viewed as positive, there's some kind of lesson being learned. There's some kind of thing that I'm working on that could be a little bit better. There's something that I'm doing, talking to myself, saying something to myself that isn't helping me move forward. And so it's becoming aware of that pattern, aware of that sort of um, condition or whatever's going on. And you need to find that by creating space. And one way to do that is by connecting with nature. Another is meditation. That's a pretty broad category. Um, but you know, you have to find what meditation works for you. Some people sitting and watching the breath works. For me, that's kind of difficult. I don't necessarily like doing that every day. I might do a different kind of meditation depending. Some days it works. Some days I just sit there and focus on the breath. But other days, you know, I might just sit there and let my thoughts kind of roll off. You know, it just depends. Awesome. That's, yeah. 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 Society is is a big key role in how people turn out. You know, there's a very few, there's a small minority that moves out of the constructs of society. Yeah. And yet you don't really ever move out of it. No, you can't. It's impossible. It's, you know, you really can't. I mean, you think you are, you think, mm. you know, you're, you're able to, but the biggest thing that I found in the work that I do is that I don't really search for enlightenment per se. Mm. Enlightenment happens in moments. Mm. So we have an enlightened moment and boom, in that moment I'm like, bah, 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 you know, right. But then I come back. Yeah. It clicks for a second. Yeah. And it's there, you know, right. because to live in this euphoria, euphoria of you know of constant enlightenment mm. is 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 difficult. It's not it's not real, mm. and I try to I try to teach people that because you know what then. What happens is they they go into this world where they totally are just all light. Mm. Then they can't address the shadows, but then mm. people throw the shadow addressments on them. Right. And then what happens is they're not able to deal with it. Deal with what's been thrown on them. Right. So they're truly not in alignment. Right. They're not, it's not an enlightened moment. Right. They just kind of push it away. Yes, they, they push it away. That, that's not enlightenment. Right. Okay, so you're not being enlightened in that moment when you're pushing things away. Right. When you're enlightened, you receive and you listen, and then you, you take it in, mm -hmm. and you release it. Mm -hmm. So enlightenment is not this, this magic place. This ma it's a magic place when you're there. Mm -hmm. But every moment's magical. Exactly. Okay, every, yeah. mo every moment's magical if you want right. to make it magical. Exactly. But so many people work so hard to be in this <clears throat> place that supposedly is out there, but there is no out there. It's, it's all here. here. Yeah. It's here and here. Right. You know, that connection, mind-heart connection. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 you know? Mm. They both have their own consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, the heart consciousness, the brain is conscious. vibration, yeah. You know, <clears throat> people die of broken hearts. Very rarely do people die of broken brains. Right. You know, but right. you don't, they don't use that terminology. Right, it's saying. different, yeah. You know, the heart has its own feeling, its own place. Mm. So today we're just kind of hanging out. We're talking, just talking a little bit about shamanism, just what's on our mind. Um, for me personally, 2019 is, I really needed to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to change anything. Yeah. It's really my thoughts and my beliefs for how I want to accept that, mm. how I want to receive that. Um, now we're on the, what, 2020 vision. 
yeah. going into twenty twenty vision now. Yeah. The new decade. The new decade. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And we're going into a new decade. Yeah. But it, it's the twenty twenty, so it's the twenty twenty vision, you know. Oh yeah. The hindsight. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have the twenty twenty vision. Now you're able to see things that you weren't able to see before. Yeah. You're. You have the preview. Let's put that. You have the preview to see the preview. Mm-hmm. If you want to see it, mm-hmm. remember everything should be an invitation. Mm-hmm. But not everything is invited to us. Sometimes things are casted upon us. Sometimes right. uh, situations and things happen to us, and we have to react or respond. Right, they're just thrust into our lives. Yeah, right. and so this, I, I'm hoping that for 2020. I mean, we can't get away from certain things. People pass away, and things happen. Mm-hmm. But I hope that it's not so detrimental for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, hopefully they're able to navigate it better. I think 2019 was just a lot of surprises. A lot of tribulation. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of mixing and stirring in there going on. For sure. On many levels, I think. And I think 2020... And you know, as humans are too, as humans, we also always look for the next the next moment, you know, right. the next year. That puts us in a better... Oh, this is going to be better next year. Right. It's kind but of a frenzied state. If we didn't have numbers, mm. it just really wouldn't matter. Right. You know, so when you think about it, 2020 is just a number, right? Right. You know, when you, when you add them both together, what, you get four. So you get 40. Right. Right? 400. 400, yeah. Okay. But anyhow, it's all a state of, state of mind, too. Mm. What controls us and what owns us and what what it, what is going to navigate inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's really important to know to mind your thoughts. And it sounds like Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> you must mind your thoughts, Obi-Wan. Young one. Yeah. Padawan. But, uh, yeah, I think that's important that we we teach ourselves. And that's the biggest journey is to teaching ourselves because right. most people don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know where to begin. Most people don't know how to, to jump in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And my dog's moaning. I don't know why. I'm like, what are you moaning for? <laughs> She's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this show. Yeah. I want to be in it. <laughs> so... You know, spirituality is everywhere when you look for it. If you really, really look for it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's like literally existence is like a, a spiritual experience. Like some people would disagree, but like, I don't know. I, I was going to sleep the other night and usually I have a lot of epiphanies like while I'm falling asleep for some reason. I think it's kind of like the mind lets go and things just kind of, you just realize things. And uh, I think that like, there's some people believe that something happens to us after death like we exist and stuff like that some people don't i personally do believe that like some some part of us continues on um based on how i viewed the world and how it works here um no atom is like nothing is created or destroyed it's just recycled and turned into something different so the experiences and the growth and the knowledge that has happened in this life in my life has to go somewhere i don't know where it goes but i had this epiphany that literally like life and death are are one like literally there's no separation like this is the existence like we're experiencing existence right now when we die it'll be a different experience but that thread of existence still comes through regardless of whether you're living or dying so like literally you're not going to be much different i don't think when you die than when you are right now and like if you're if you freak out about that like you're not in a good place right now like it's okay like you're Obviously, this isn't this. What you're experiencing right now doesn't define you, but there's a thread of existence. Like part of you is existing right now that also exists um, on the other side as well. And so that was just kind of profound for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Yeah. You know, because yesterday I was sitting here and I was watching a movie. Uh, one was called uh, Six Underground or something like that, and then the other one was called The Irishman. Mm. It was on Netflix, mm. and you know. And everything's about progression through life. Yeah. These movies. I mean, they were all different, completely different. One was three and a half hour long. I was like, my God, that's long. I didn't mm. know it was that long. Mm. But in the end, there's a scene where Robert De Niro is is uh, one of the hitmen. Okay. And then what he, he ended up, he's the one that ended up killing Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. So so the feds are trying to get him the last, he's the last one of all the old guard. Mm. And there's nobody left. Mm. And so the priest is there with him and his daughters want nothing to do with him. And then this scene closes like this. He says, Father, could, the priest was there. Father, could you just leave the door open? And there's a crack in the door, and all you see is him. Mm. And so, 
the way what I gathered from that is his whole life, he had put so much energy to be part of something, mm. and to be someone, and to be part of you know be recognized mm. that he totally forgot about all the other people that loved him, mm. you know his children, right. and then he his external want for all these other people, and then he when he left the door open it was more like, is anybody gonna come visit me, or. Is this he, it? He felt kind of lonely. Yeah, he was alone. He yeah. was very alone. There was yeah. nobody left. There was no one was there to visit him. No right. one. And it was just like, and I sat there and I'm going, wow, that's a pretty powerful ending. Hmm. You know, I'm not trying to give away the show, but it was powerful to me because I was thinking, how many of us give away pieces and parts of ourselves hmm. to, to be part of something, to be acknowledged, to be recognized, and yet the people who kind of are in front of us sometimes... Hmm are right there and they've been giving it to us the whole time and we just don't see it. Right. And so when I saw that Robert Nero's character and he was like, and when the FBI had mentioned prior to the mission, I think, oh, you know, well, there's nobody left. They're all dead. You're the only one that's left. Hmm. So what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? He never, he never spilled the beans because he was the one that did it. Right. He just didn't want to go back to jail. Right, of course. But his loneliness was, was very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, he had given all he could give and then he there's was, for, he was forgotten. For he was forgotten. Yeah. He was like, he was just a tool. Yeah, he was just he was just used like corporate. You know, you know there was a mafia, but the corporations use you. Mm. The mafia use everybody uses them. Mm. So that's what I'm I'm getting at. Mm. It's like another gear in the machine. You're just another gear. You're another yeah. cog. You know, and then that was pretty interesting to me because it was like, wow, you know, this is that was pretty deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be yeah. There's probably a lot of people that you know they get to their forties and stuff and they realize that. Yeah, and, but this life. guy was like, he was like 80 maybe. Yeah. You know, and he was like, you know, by himself. Yeah. You know, nobody except for the priest that comes and prays with him. But, right. but I thought it was kind of interesting. And the other movie was kind of about a guy who was a billionaire. And he actually um, created a team to go hunt down um, uh, bad people. Mm-hmm. Like this person who was, a, who owned, was in a country mm-hmm. who was a dictator. That the brother was in prison. Mm-hmm. But same kind of similar story, you know. He just... They made themselves disappear. They created their own deaths in order so no one can trace them. Right. They were just trying to do right for you know for the world. Right. You know where other people weren't able to, mm-hmm. or it, where governments wouldn't willing to do. Yeah. Where you take your own power into your own hands. Yeah. Which is a very slippery slope too, because with that much power, what is the correct way? You know, are you able? Right. Sh- should you do that? Right. And that's why I've, I find a lot of interesting movies and I know some of my friends give me a hard time because I always use movie analogies mm-hmm. but I use movie analogies because you know art imitates nature nature imitates art you know it's right. kind of that it's coming from somewhere yes right. and somebody's mind is thinking this out and thinking it through you have to really think this stuff out through yeah it. it's someone's story yeah yeah. and so I find it very fascinating kind of like we're going to go see Star Wars right right sometime I'm not sure when we're going to see Star Wars <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. you know it's kind of that story too you know there's there's a lot of thinking and processing to make things look appear a certain way yeah you know we we have these are real things mm-hmm. see people people think movies aren't real movies are real mm-hmm. there are stories about stories about real people mm-hmm. but they're put in a setting so you can understand it or right. enjoy it yeah it's okay. got a different like uh what is it called a different cover on it yes. like a different like uh I don't know, Star Wars is like a sci-fi movie, but it could be like the same story that people have told for generations. Like, mm-hmm. there are no, like, truly new stories. Like, the right. stories have been told throughout the generations. Um, and I've listened to Joseph Campbell a little bit. He studied mythology, um, and he studied a lot of indigenous cultures and stuff. And he emphasized the importance of, like, what kinds of stories were told and, like, why stories are important. Because stories really define, it gives, like, a reference point for what to do, like what the main characters do, what kind of decisions they have to make, what kind of struggles they have to go through. And it can really define what communities do. And it still does. Like if you look at religion, that is a story that's being told and it defines a lot of what people do in their uh, in their lives. And that's not good or bad, I'm not judging anybody. Uh, but I just watched a YouTube video about this community in India uh, just yesterday. And it's a very ancient community. It's kind of remote, so it's it's been separated from um, most of the modernizations of India, and a lot of the rules and stuff that have been implemented like thousands of years ago are still in place. And people who visit the in India, they go to this place. Um, the natives won't touch the people because they think that they're um, untouchables. 
any visitor that comes in, like you can't touch them because in their worldview, if you touch them, then you're going to be punished by God. And I'm not, again, I'm not judging um, their culture. It's just an observation that like, that's their story. That's what is true for them. And, you know, they, on some level, they have the right to, to believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just goes to show how much stories can impact us and they still do today. And the stories that we tell in our culture, a lot of times come through movies, they come through videos, they come through memes even, you know, just like any kind of art expression is, is a snapshot of some kind of story that someone's trying to tell. And, um, that's, you know, that's what, that's what we, we crave. We crave stories. We crave to know the process, the growth, the, the challenges. And that's, that's what people share. And that's what movies are. It's kind of like cargo beliefs, you know, cargo religions. You've heard of that? No. Where during World War II, off in the, uh, down the islands, mm. down through, down in there, Philippines and all those areas, mm. down in that Pacific, that, not Pacific Rim, I want to go down just in that area, right mm. off of Japan. Mm. There's little islands that are remote islands. Mm. And so basically what happened was during World War II, the planes would fly over, mm. and these people had never seen planes before, mm. and they would drop cargo, mm. you know, things oh, that, yeah. you know, you yeah, ever yeah, that yeah, cargo yeah, religions? Yeah, yeah, So basically, these people would create these um, effigies of planes and stuff, and waiting for the gods, they were gods. Mm. So basically, they would wait, you know, create these runways and stuff, mm. and they never show up, but it's kind of like our god. <laughs> but, but you know, it's kind of funny, and I just think it's how, how stories get passed. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. kind of goes along with what you're saying where they don't they're untouchables, but yeah, and I find that pretty interesting that people can create a whole belief system just on something that's very normal to you and me. Right. Oh, it's just a plane, just a cargo box, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, but think about how much that's happened even during when the the conquests here in here in the Americas. Mm. You know, nobody knew what a ship looked like because mm. they'd never seen a ship before, so right. they didn't have a point of reference right. what it would look like mm-hmm. until someone pointed it out to them mm-hmm. they would actually literally say they said that this is what i was talking they would actually look out to the sea and they couldn't see it right because it wasn't in there right yeah yeah until someone said oh it's right there yeah i've heard that too you actually. heard that okay yeah both in north and south america yeah because mm-hmm. they just didn't know it was the shamans that i was told that could see it because they were more perceptive of different changes this i think the shaman the story was that i heard is he saw ripples in the water and he's like, why are there ripples in the water? And then he figured out that there was an object in the water that he could see. And he was like, oh, wow, like that's what's creating that ripple mm-hmm. effect. So he had to, you know, do deduction to figure it out. UFOs, baby. Now we're into UFOs. <laughs> you see how that works? <laughs> so do they exist? Because think about it. If, if we don't have the eyes to see something, we don't know what a point of reference is. Mm. We can't see it. Mm. We're looking for something that looks a certain way. You know, mm. we're looking for a, a oblong shape or whatever hmm. maybe ufos don't work like that maybe they're just maybe they're these wormholes that appear right and people just step through them right you know the ripples like you said right, you know, right, like the right. ripples right. how many times have you seen ripples you know how many times have you noticed something that was a little off that you weren't sure right you just kind of discredit it you just like, discredit. Oh, whatever yeah yeah no i'm sure that that happens all the time yeah i'm sure i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah so that was our ufo segment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then when we talk about go back to shamanism we, you know bigfoot is a good example now mm-hmm. we're in crypto we're in crypto mode here um but anyhow they believe that the bigfoot is like a medicine man a medicine woman okay that they're actually they're the shamans of the woods okay. i don't know if you ever heard that or not no, I haven't yeah heard. here in southeast ohio they talk about that a lot oh yeah how bigfoot is actually a medicine person they're medicine hmm. people hmm. and so that's they have the same gifts kind of like the old shamans they can appear and disappear okay so you can't see them but actually hmm. sometimes they're in plain sight yeah, but the only reason you can't see them is because you don't have the eyes. Mm. Because they camouflage, they they can hide, they can they can mix in, blend in. Right. They can be standing right next to you. Right. Kind of like a predator when he puts on this camouflage. Yeah. You're just right there, and you're like, just walks away. Right, right. He's just yeah. yeah. You just can't see him. Yeah. See, these are gifts. These are things that people used to know how to do. These are things that things we just totally forgotten. Mm. You know. So, never discount Mother Nature. She's very gifted. Mother. Mm. Very gifted. Mm. But, yeah, we're just kind of hanging out. We're talking. We're having a good time. I invited Hayden on my show because um, I wanted to kind of introduce him because he's gonna. we're going to be doing shows together. We're going to actually do uh, just kind of like just going to be readings and stuff probably yeah. in the future. Sure. Yeah. I brought cards today. But um, he's got cards, so if you guys want a reading, just raise your hand and, or he'll <laughs> pull a card here or something. You want to get a card and pull one out sure, for, we the, do. Yeah, for sure. the group here? Sure. So hopefully you're enjoying our show. I'm just going to just touch a little bit about 
shamanism and just kind of things that's on our mind. Get ready for 2020 vision coming into 2020, which is actually pretty powerful. We got some cool numbers that come up, you know, with the, the 2000. So he's shuffling his cards here. What card are you using? I'm using the Angels and Ancestors deck. This is the this is the, the deck that I've used for the longest time. I'm the most comfortable with it. So I use it for uh, life spreads. I've done past life spreads with them too. Um, it just kind of gives a good picture of where people are at. I'm only gonna draw one card today, um, but this is, if I wanna get a snapshot of where I am in my life, this is the deck I use. Well, he's gonna draw two cards because he didn't draw one for me. He okay. didn't know that. <laughs> But draw one for everybody. Draw one. Okay. So this one's for you. And this is for me. We'll do mine last. And then this one's for the audience. This is the audience. So pay attention, everybody. All right. <laughs> so it is warrior. Be, be fearless and strong. So most likely everybody's been facing some kind of challenge in their life, um, whether it be relationship-wise, emotionally-wise, um, maybe career-wise, um, maybe physically, you're going through some illness and things like that. Um, it could be anything, really. But this card is basically saying, you know, you are strong. You have the power to, to get through whatever you're going through. And in 2020, you know, make sure you, you are taking care of yourself. You're doing what a warrior needs to do, which is to fight their battles, but also to take some rest when you need some. Because warriors aren't always fighting. They're, they're always fighting in some way, but sometimes fighting means just taking some time for yourself and making sure that you're okay to be able to get ready for the next battle. Um, so the, the figure on here is a Native American, um, some kind of native. And so maybe, uh, maybe that means something to you, maybe it doesn't, um, but maybe just remembering your ancestors too and remembering that they fought for you and because of what they did and what they went through and the things that they experienced and fought through that you were able to exist today and know that you are also carrying the light for them today you're still carrying that torch so just keep on going strong keep on doing what you do and know that you have the power to to overcome whatever your struggle is yeah. that's the general read <clears throat> for the group today mm. but um krista wants you to pull a card for her. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chris, we're going to pull a card for you if you're still online. Hopefully, give us a thumbs up if, you, if you're if you still with us. So we can read for her. All right. She resonates with that one, too. Okay, good. We're going to pull one for you. Hayden's right. going to pull one. Let's do this one here. High Priestess. So more than likely, you're going through a lot of transformation right now, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of things that you are moving through and discovering for yourself for the first time. And uh, this is telling you to embrace that power, embrace that part, that part of yourself that is coming out, that new light, that new magic in your life, and to sort of explore it and to grow within that and spread your wings in some ways, you know, allow that current to come underneath you. There's some wings behind there. It's an Egyptian uh, mm -hmm. lady there. And uh, just allow yourself to, to be supported and to be guided uh, but also especially to really look into yourself and to know that you have a lot of answers that you're looking for and to trust that you can find them on your own. But, you know, seek help from other people, but know that you know more than what you give yourself credit for. Um, so that's sort of what I'm getting from, awesome. from that card. All right. There you go, Krista. Hopefully that was a good read for you. Um, just let us know. Thumbs up a little heart or something. <laughs> if, or write something there in the comments if, if you resonate with that. Hmm. All right. Here's my card. Your card. Yeah, let's see what, what do we got. Traveler. Ooh, Moving traveler. in a new direction. Oh, let's go with that card. So Iggy has been going <laughs> through... Yeah, you can take a look. Okay. You've been going through a lot of different transitions, a lot of struggles recently in the past mm -hmm. year. You know, you mm -hmm. said, you know, you're ready for it to be over. There's a lot of wisdom and growth and nourishment that you've gotten from those experiences, even though some of them were difficult lessons. Mm -hmm. Um it's giving you some insight into yourself and what you want to do with your life. Mm -hmm. So it's giving you this kind of, I, I see like this, a bunch of different things throughout your life mixing together into like this beautiful kind of stew or soup. And it's like, all right, well, I've got this now. Like, what do I want? What kind of direction do I want to go in with this? You know, like, do I want to 
um, I don't know, create some kind of other business or mm -hmm. do something. But there's something in you that wants to do things differently than you've done it in the past because you have a new role in some ways, a new like ident identity, not identity, but like you're de you're defining yourself in a different way. You're defining yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different direction. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. He's good, guys. <laughs> hey, listen, if you want a reading from Hayden, a full card reading, where can people reach you? Uh, just Facebook. message me on Facebook. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, set up a time with him. Yeah. Just let me know. I be I love doing readings, so I'd be glad to mm -hmm. to do a reading for you guys. And um. You know, if you need me for reading too, as well, I'm available. Mm. We're both available for readings, mm. so don't hesitate. Let us know. We set up a time. But that's what we do, folks. That's what we do. We're in, we're in this uh, holistic metaphysical community, and we're here to share our, our gifts and the gifts that Spirit uh, channels through us as well. We do a lot of work together. We work together on some projects. We're going to be working on some other projects as well. We're yeah. going to be doing a mm. uh, radio show together. That's coming up here pretty soon, beginning of the next year. Mm. We're finishing up here. He doesn't know that. I just told him that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyhow, that's look forward for us to be. See, you'll see in a lot of us together doing things, for, uh, doing some projects together, and doing some things. And we're also going to Hayden to teach us how to make drums too. That's yeah. a new project that he's working on. Yeah. His new drum. I made I made this drum. It was a kit, but I understand how to make it happen. So. I'll be probably exploring with that. So let me know if you want a drum. I can make one for you. So if you want a drum made, he can make one for you, or he can teach you how to make one. That's true, too. So either way, we can figure it out and get it done. So let's see. who We got oh, Jason. Okay, we'll drum. draw one for you, Jason. How you doing, Jason? Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're well. Medicine Guardian. Being open to healing information. So... The sense I'm getting is you're going through something difficult emotionally, possibly. I'm not getting a feeling of something physical. There may be some physical things along with that because emotions and physical are kind of connected. But be open to new information. Um, kind of seek out information, too. Um, sometimes help is like pretty close by, closer than you think. And so maybe ask somebody that um, if you, if they come up in your head, you know, if it just kind of shows up, like maybe pursue that. The worst thing that happens is you're not going to get the information that you were looking for. Uh, but know that you have the ability to find what you need to heal yourself. Um, whether it be emotionally or physically or whatever you're struggling with. Um, that's, that's something that you, you can do. Um, so just believe in yourself and, and know that the answers are there if you want them. Very good. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps you out, Jason, a little bit. And so, you know, we, we cover a lot of topics today, guys, and we, we, we really thank you for being with us and taking time out of your afternoon and getting to hear and listen and learn yeah. and be part of what we do. Um, if you want more information about what we do, you can go to withinsightsradio.com or iggygarcia.com. Those are the places where you can actually find information about myself and Hayden. Yeah. I also have a YouTube channel, too. It's called, YouTube. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's called Informal Inquiry. I, it's like informal and then inquiry, like... The inquiries that are going on mm -hmm. with the president but it's not, about, <laughs> it's not about that but yeah check that out if you want to learn more about me i talk about some of the struggles that i've been through and some of the experiences that sort of led me to where i am today so it's a pretty good series so check it out it's a you know it's a day in life of of hating he speaks spanish not french <laughs> <laughs> i'm struggling guys <laughs> struggling but anyhow thanks guys for tuning in i think um we left you some good uh, tidbits. So I want to give you some heads up where we're going to be. Uh, he's going to be doing a uh, solstice celebration in your own. Yeah, my house. Uh, yeah. His house. Yeah. I'm going to be doing two solstice celebrations. One at the Reiki Center and one will be at the uh, Methodist Church. It's on 16th Avenue, I believe. So you can find all those things on online on my event pages on Facebook. Mm. So other than that, I want to wish everybody a beautiful, beautiful day. I want everybody to have a good rest of your week. And I want you to enjoy the holidays the best you can. And I want you to have a fantastic New Year's. You know, bringing, letting go of the old, letting, bringing the new. Mm. Do what you got to do. Um, be kind to each other. Love one another. And do the best you can when those people who trigger you. You know, sometimes it, there's, it's there for a reason. Yeah. Don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's going through their things. 
So with that, I want to say Ho'oponopono. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Because it's, you know, what else? Mm -hmm. how else could you want it? How else do you want it? How else could it be? All right, so be well. And I'll see you at the drum circles at the Reiki Center also at 8 o'clock on Saturday. All right, guys. Be well. Take care.